It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic had been telling us all off-season long, or at least the few times that they speak to us, and they're probably not going to speak to us for a little bit, that they need to play better basketball. So what does that mean? It's time to talk a little bit about it on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic today is august 3rd 2023 my name is philip ross and i'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com go follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic we're going to talk about what the magic mean when they say it's time to level up to the next to the next level uh and play better basketball a simplistic thing that is actually quite complex and has a lot of issues to it We'll get to that coming up here in just one. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So at the end of the season, um, during exit interviews, uh, President of Basketball Operations Jeff Weltman said that the Magic, to get to that next level, to level up once again, as, as Jamal Mosley put it at the end of the 2022 season, to level up once again, the Orlando Magic needed to play better basketball. It was a line that General Manager Anthony Parker repeated um, at uh, when he was, as he did made the media rounds after he was promoted to General Manager. Um, the the, the the mission statement for the season is to play better basketball. And look, judging by the fact that the Magic brought back essentially the same roster, only three new, three new players added to the team, 
The idea is that this team will play better from experience, from playing together, from consistency, from all that stuff, that they will be able to take another step because they're all together once again. This is... This is... um, Part of what this season's about, uh, you know, I'll say this a million times. This season's about figuring out who actually belongs on this team and what a winning Magic team looks like. It is about allowing Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, and a lot of these young players who still make mistakes, but to see them reduce those mistakes, to see them, yes, play better basketball. Now, like obviously. This is a very simplistic thing. It is fuzzy enough that if the Magic don't make the playoffs, I think it's still like, well, we did play better basketball. You know, we went from 34 to 38 wins. That was a nice step. Not the huge step we all wanted, but it still was informative. It it gives them an out. And so I want to say this unequivocally again. My expectation is for the Magic to make the play-in tournament next year. I think next season is 100% a play-in tournament season at the very least. This team needs to be competitive in the postseason chase and showing us that they're prepared to take those next steps. And of course, I highlighted um, last week why the Magic are very similar to a lot of teams in Magic history that have taken that next step and have become playoff teams uh, for at least extended periods of time. Magic history, a long playoff run is like four or five years. It is not super duper long, but nonetheless... um, this team is very much set up like those other teams were to be a factor in the play or to, to make the playoffs and make uh, make postseason runs. Now, I think this team is poised at least to be a play-in team that isn't a super bar, super high bar to clear. And so I, I want to make that unequivocally clear that that's what my expectations are. But we also want to kind of take the magic at their words and decipher what these words mean. And so when Jeff Waltman says, and the whole Magic front office say, we need to play better basketball. What do they mean? Now, obviously, that that, that goes to internal improvement, internal development, players getting better, the team now understanding what it takes to win, extending that 29 and 28 run through the final 57 games of the season to a full 82 games. That that gets you to 42, 43 wins. It's going to probably get you in the postseason. It's probably going to get you a lot of these goals. It's just about, honestly, looking at this, it's just about maturity. At the end of the day, everything that I I think that this Magic team is going to talk about and, and, and say that they need to do, it comes down to maturity. Having the maturity to win a back-to-back, to break a losing streak, to extend a winning streak, to win a close game. Having the maturity, the understanding, the know-how to roll with the punches of an NBA season, to play hurt, to overcome injuries, to get rid of a lot of these excuses. And look, things are not going to be perfect. This is a young team. They're going to make mistakes. And large part, those are okay, but this team needs to have the maturity to learn from those mistakes, to reduce those mistakes. That was what part of leveling up last year was about. Part of leveling up, the whole leveling up idea was to have responsibility, to hold each other accountable, hold the team accountable 
to a larger goal, to not accept losing as fact, to take a lesson, learn it, and not repeat it. I will still say that the biggest win of the Orlando Magic season was the March win over the Miami Heat in overtime at the Amway Center, not just because the Heat are a hated rival, and we don't like Miami around here, but not just because the Heat are a hated rival, but because the Magic were put in the exact same situation as they were a month before when they lost to Miami at home, and they learned from it and won the game. Huge, huge, huge moment of maturity and growth for this team, even if they probably never should have been in overtime in the first place. This season is about the maturity to prevent some of that stuff from happening, to adjust in real time, to double down on that accountability, but to have the maturity to not make the mistake in the first place, to have the maturity to correct problems before they fester, before they become bigger problems, having the maturity to step up when the time is called for. It's all simplistic stuff. This Magic team is talented enough and certainly I think now deep enough to make a deeper run, to take a step forward. They have all the tools and pieces in place, but now they just got to do it. And that's what this season is about. As Nike says, just do it. There are a couple areas, though, that we need to talk specifically about if the Magic are going to level up once again, play better basketball, play more mature basketball. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Ibotta. You know, it is officially summer. That means new clothes. That means cleaning out the closet that means putting the jeans away. I don't do that because I'm an insane person, but getting the shorts out. You're going to get rid of your winter clothes. You're going to get rid of the stuff that is out of fashion. Well, Ibotta can take care of you because you can now watch your cashback grow with each purchase with Ibotta and restock your closet today. Ibotta gives you cashback on hundreds of items from groceries, produce, to personal care, to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's really that easy. The average Ibotta, Ibotta user, I don't know if it's Ibotta or Ibotta, but it's Ibotta, user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, what specifically does playing better basketball mean? Um, In what areas and what ways can the Magic play better basketball? Now, over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, we're spending a a good chunk of this time of the year going through uh, ways that individual players can step up. You know, whether it's Jalen Suggs shoot, you know, certainly the Magic can be better three-point shooters. Uh, We suspect and expect Paolo Bancaro to be more efficient. Well, get to him uh, probably on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic now that I'm thinking about it. Um, get to ways that Paolo Bancaro can be more efficient, ways that Franz Wagner can be more efficient and effective. There are a lot of ways that this team can indeed play better basketball. You can say it with me. It's okay. Um, there are a lot of ways that this team can do a lot of this. Um, but Really, there's one specific area that I think is going to be really, really key for this team. As we all know, because we repeated a lot, and I'm going to repeat it again in the sec- in the third segment of the show today too, um, the Orlando Magic were sixth in the league in defensive rating after December 7th, after their 5-20 and 20 starts, so we chopped that off like we always do. Um, the Magic were sixth in the league in defensive rating with a, giving up 113 points per 100 sessions. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty good. Not enough with how bad their offense generally was, but um, pretty good nonetheless. And, and if the Magic can establish themselves, establish their identity as a defensive team, that's certainly going to go a long way in helping this team grow and develop and, and kind of hit that hit the levels that the Magic want to hit. Now, this is where things get fuzzy, though. Because the Magic do have a lot of defensive deficiencies. We talked, I talk a lot about the three-point math. We know the Magic have to be better three-point shooting team, but because they're such a low-volume three-point shooting team, they give up a high volume of three-point shots. They're, they're paint-packing defensive team. They give up a lot of three-point shots. That puts that gets them in trouble. And, and, and we see that tr- we see them sometimes get in trouble where they would give up a ton of threes and there'd just be nothing they could do. The three-point math doesn't work for them. But really, where the Magic get hurt defensively is still their offense. This is the way the NBA is now. Like, you can hate it, you can love it, whatever. The NBA is, uh, your defense is about slowing down the other team. It's not about stopping the other team. And so it's not so much that the Magic missing shots kills them. What kills them is, what kills a lot of young teams. They're, They're turnovers. Giving up giving away possessions and allowing other teams to take advantage of them by putting them in semi-transition, not allowing the Magic to get their defense set. Last year, the Magic ranked 27th in the league with a 15.1% turnover rate. They averaged 15.1 turnovers per game. That's 24th in the league. Um, the, Ma- the Magic gave up 18.2 points off turnovers per game. That was 25th in the league. Again, that's not pace neutral. So 24th in turnover and raw turnovers per game, 25th in and points off turnovers per game. They gave up 14.4 fast break points per game. That was 19th in the league. Um, the turnover rate did go down after December 7th. 
6% turnover rate, was 24th in the league after that point. Gave up 17.4 points off turnovers per game. That was 20th in the league. 13.5 fast break points per game. That was 13th in the league. So, look, just like everything else, you take out that 5-20 and 20 start. Things are slightly better, but not by much. Turnovers were a big factor in the Magic's losses. It was a big factor in everything. And so, one thing that Jeff Waltman has repeatedly said, or has said when he's talked to the media, is... Our goal this year is to play cleaner basketball. We want to make fewer mistakes, fewer turnovers. We want to be smarter with the ball, value possessions, especially when you get to a playoff situation, valuing possessions is a big deal. Now, young teams, not exclusively, but young teams tend to turn the ball over a lot. The Magic had the second youngest roster in the league last year. The worst team in turnovers last year with the Houston Rockets, they had the fourth youngest roster. The Detroit Pistons were 26th in turnover rate. They had a fifth youngest roster. In fact, When you look at it, only three teams in the bottom 10 in turnover rate made the playoffs, and two of them were the Golden State Warriors and Denver Nuggets, the last two NBA champions, two ruthlessly efficient offenses. The Magic are not good enough offensively to throw the ball around and turn it over a lot. And so when we talk about the Magic playing better basketball, the number one thing that I am looking for this year is for the Magic not to turn the ball over a ton. Essentially, again, this gets back to what playing better basketball means. Playing better basketball means playing mature basketball. Valuing possessions. Making the right reads. Making the right pass. Making the right play. Over and over and over and over and over again. It means not taking the risky pass when the simple pass will do. It means, you know, knowing where your guys are and not getting caught up in you know, not getting caught up in the pace, not getting caught up in anything else. It means simply executing your stuff and doing it well. It's okay if you make or miss a shot. The biggest sin, honestly, that the Magic can commit this season is turning the ball over. Because when you turn the ball over, the other team gets out in transition. And even if they don't get a fast break point, even if they don't get a clean fast break opportunity, they're going to have a mismatch somewhere. They're going to catch you off guard. They're going to catch you not set. Most NBA defenses, when they are set, will do all right. A lot of defense, every defense, I can almost guarantee, I don't have the cleaning the, cleaning the glass stats on me, but I can almost guarantee every team is better defensively in the half court. And where teams really struggle defensively is in transition, in secondary transition, when their defense is a little bit unsettled. The Magic believe they have a good defense. Um, they have the bones for a good defense. I, I, you know, I see that number where the Magic are sixth in defensive rating. I think the Magic have a had a very simplistic defensive goal and defensive identity. Um, their goal was to pack the paint. They were really good at defending points in the paint. They still gave up a lot of three-point attempts. They gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. And then you add in giving up a lot of turnovers and those opportunities, that leads you into trouble. That's why the Magic aren't, you know, if there's a reason to be a little concerned about the magic, it's pointing to this and saying, can they eliminate these mistakes? Can they eliminate these missteps that are going to put them in a bind and are going to put them behind the eight ball? The number one thing the magic have to do this upcoming season is reduce turnovers. And what's crazy about the magic is it's not like any one player is turning the ball over a ton. There's no, I can't point to one guy who needs to be better. Like, look, Paolo Bancaro averaged 2.8 turnovers per game. That was the most on the team, 12.8% turnover rate. 
I expect him to be better just from experience. He got thrown a lot of double teams that he wasn't used to seeing, that he struggled with at times, that he excelled with at others. He's a rookie who's going to learn. That's fine. Jalen Suggs led the team with a 15.9% turnover rate at 1.8 total per game. Markel Fultz was at 15.8% turnover rate at 2.3 per game. These are high, but not like exceedingly high. I think we can all say that, yes, Jalen Suggs needs to be smarter about when he drives and when he attacks and the decisions that he makes. Markel Fultz, while a really good decision maker and a really inventive passer, certainly could use to improve on some of that as well. A lot of this is just guys getting better, being smarter, knowing and recognizing situations, making the simple play instead of the complex play. A lot of this stuff is frankly very, very simple. But everyone on this team has that issue. Like even Franz Wagner averaged around two turnovers per game. And it all just accumulates to where, you know, if five guys have two turnovers a game, one has three, that's 11 turnovers. If everyone on your roster is doing that, and sometimes you have a three or four turnover game, then you get into trouble. And so for this Magic team, it's got to be about valuing possessions. It's This is what maturity is. This is what better basketball is is valuing possessions and limiting these critical mistakes. When we talk about maturity, we're also talking about eliminating excuses. There's one stat from last year that was very, very odd and also hints at perhaps problems that the Magic need to resolve this season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So the Orlando Magic, obviously, have a lot of work to do. I I, I just want that to be clear. My expectation remains that they will take that step up, that they will be a postseason team next year, that they will um, be competing for something very, very real next season. I firmly believe that, and that is my expectation for the team. I, I do believe that they will get better. I do believe that there will be internal growth and internal development and internal improvement, and we will see this team play better basketball. Will this team be playing elite basketball, championship-level basketball? Probably not. They're probably not at that stage yet. There's still a lot of mistakes to make and a lot of lessons to learn. But the lesson from last year should be like, hey, we have the talent and ability to do this. We got to lock in on what we know we need to lock in on to get us to that next level. And again, that's, that's, that's what this goal is all about. It's all about maturity. It's all about having the the composure to make the right play, to do the right thing. That's what this season is about. And so there's one stat and one thing that was very, very interesting. Um, I noted it throughout the season, but I got to credit John Schumann of NBA.com. He posted his Eastern Conference power rankings with the Magic in 12, um, which is up. But um, certainly that 
raised some eyebrows because I think a lot of us do view the Magic as a playing team. I think a lot of us think that Magic are probably better than Brooklyn, um, probably better than Toronto, but it's going to be a fight. Like I said, the playoffs are not guaranteed. The postseason is not guaranteed. But there is one stat that was very, very interesting. I know I noted it throughout the course of the year, but Orlando, but Schumann, I think, really brought it brought it to bear. The Magic get the biggest split between their record with rest compared to their record without rest of any team in the league. Orlando was 33 and 36 um, on in games when they had at least one rest day beforehand, and one in 12 on the second night of back-to-backs. Their only win on the second night of back-to-back was that January win over Portland in Portland, which of course the Magic almost lost. Um, they lost a, a 17-point lead in the first half, another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Really a game they should have won running away, but I, I know Damian Lillard had a shot at the end to, to potentially force overtime. What's really, really crazy is how bad the Magic were on the second night of back-to-backs. On the second night of back-to-backs, the Magic had a 110.8 offensive rating and a 120.8 defensive rating. This is an insane stat line. Now, look, on the second night of back-to-backs, these are these guys are human. They are going to um they're going to play worse because of fatigue, because of because of uh, uh wear and tear. That part is natural. And so, you know, if the Magic have 113, give up 113 points per 100 sessions, uh, 113 defensive rating, uh, with no rest, um, then on the second night of back to back, you expect it to go up to like 114, 114, 5, maybe 115. But to go from a season average of, I think it's 113.4 to 120 on the second night of back to backs, that, that to me exposes a lot. To me, that says, A, we let go of the rope a little bit. Um, that when fatigue sets in, that defensive identity this team wants to have kind of goes by the wayside. Um, and so I so to me, outside of turnovers, how you know, again, there's only gonna be 13, maybe 14 back-to-backs like this. So it's not a huge thing, but the Magic were one in twelve on the second night of back-to-backs. Even if they're four and eight, no, four and nine. I can't. I can't math today. Even if they're four and nine, that's the difference between still being in the playoff race and making up ground. Being able to steal some wins, be five hundred even on the second night of back-to-backs, is a huge, huge difference. In the playoff race. At this point, the postseason race is going to be tight. I think everyone recognizes that there's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference. There'll be injuries. Things may change. But there's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be a tight race to make the playing tournament. To make that last postseason spot. But, but um, the Magic essentially... Gave all these games away. Again, there's good reasons for some of them. You could point out, you know, areas where, yeah, obviously that's going to happen. You know, you can you can pick out schedule losses. But to me, the fact that their defense just completely fell apart in these games tells me that their defense isn't as real as maybe it looks on paper. That the reality is when things get tough, the magic did kind of crumple a little bit, that this isn't a hardened identity yet. And so again, 
you don't expect to play better defense on the second night of a back-to-back. That's 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 really tough. I mean, it's, it's this is a physical league. There's a reason why the NBA is trying to reduce these instances. But there is a level of maturity that comes from saying, we're fatigued. We got in at 2.30 last night. We're at the end of a long road trip. Do you have the maturity to focus on the task at hand and gut out and grind out a win? To stay competitive even. This magic got blown out a lot on the second night of back-to-backs. We, it, by the time we got to the end of the season, every second night of a back-to-back, we just knew it was going to be a loss. And that can't happen. That's how you miss the playoffs next season. That's If that doesn't get better, that's how you lose out. And so, this is just a, a, again, all of this is really just a sign of maturity. Do you have the maturity to focus in when all the odds are against you? And stick to your core principles. Stick to the core of who you are. Because to me, that's the biggest thing. To me, that's the big thing. On the second night of a back-to-back, You've got to understand you're not going to have everything. Your reserves are going to be a little bit empty. Are you going to stick to who you are? You're going to stick to your identity. That's the key. That's the big picture. That's the big takeaway here. And if the Magic want to play better basketball, it's not going to start with the back-to-back problem. Like, no, that's that's solving that is the result of playing better basketball, of playing more mature basketball. And at the end of the day, again, that's what this season is about. Learning what it takes to win, doing it more often, figuring out who's actually going to be along for the ride or not, and playing better, more mature basketball. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and have a podcast that you're tuning in. Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. As a special heads up, over at Orlando Magic Daily, we're celebrating the 35th anniversary season of the Orlando Magic. We'll be posting articles all throughout the month celebrating Magic history. It'll bleed a little bit into September, so we'll probably go to Labor Day on, on those articles. But we're also opening a vote of the top 35 players in Magic history, and we need your help. You can check out uh, you can check out the, the poll and submit your ballot uh, in the link in the show description, both uh, on the podcast as well as on YouTube. Submit your at least top 10 up to your top 20, maybe more. We'll see how much I count, count in there. Um, and we will combine that into our final list, and we'll bring that list out, and I will discuss it here on the podcast as well as on Orlando Magic Daily. We're very, very excited. I'm very, very excited to bring uh, this project to you all and celebrate the 35th anniversary of this team uh, later on this month. On tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic for my everyday crew, or on our next episode of Lockdown Magic for my everyday crew, we will be talking about Paolo Bancaro. He is officially Patriot now, Patriot. Um, we'll talk about uh, his upcoming run with Team USA, plus where he needs to step up this season. We'll get to that on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.